Listen up, boys and girls. Once upon a time, in a land far, far away. Yes, it's Brad Gisa, story time. Welcome to story time. This one has a, a bit of a holiday flavor because it happened on Christmas Eve many, many years ago. My best guess is, guess is I was um, eight and Chris was four. And my dad was preparing something, and I'm not sure exactly what it was. I think it was some sort of a rib roast. It was one of those round ones that still has string tied on it. Looks all, yeah. It almost looks like yeah. packaging string tied on it to, yeah. keep, to keep it on there. And it was marinated and stuff, and he had stuck garlic in there, and he'd done, he'd done a lot. He'd, he'd done a lot. I and, could take a bite of that right now. I know that sounds good. Mm-hmm. And he had it on one of those rotisseries, which he didn't use very often. Every once in a while, you'd have that uh, that electric attachment that would go to a regular barbecue that would just slowly rotate. Kind of the good juice dripping yeah, out and making smoke. Oh, gosh. You don't have to go and flip anything. It just turns on its own. Yeah, yeah. And it just smells better and better. So my, my dad was very big on showing me the dangerous things so that I wouldn't feel curious and, and go have to see for myself. He didn't realize, though, that showing me the dangerous things he was made, teach, made me feel teach. curious and had to go see oh, for myself. no. But he was, uh, I don't know why he didn't have uh, lighter fluid. And he did something that I don't advise anyone to do. He, he, he used gasoline to start the, the barbecue. And there was a big pile, and he was going to wait for the gasoline to burn off before he cooked anything. So he's, there's a big pile, he pours the gasoline, and it happens to be a, a kitchen measuring cup thing, you know, like you're baking a cake. So he's got it in there because it's easier to pour into the, the uh, lawnmower and onto the briquettes. So you got to be careful. It's very, very dangerous. He pours it on there. Whew, big fire. Pours the rest into the, uh, into the uh, lawnmower. And then I'm, so he says, I need you to watch your brother Chris, all right? But that's, they, they did that yeah, a lot. See, that's a mistake. They did that a lot because there was two other ones that were real little, like one's barely crawling and the other one's a toddler in yeah. the house. I'm, I'm eight. Chris is four. You watch your little brother. There's there's the mistake. So yeah, You're going to watch him do whatever yeah. he's going to do. So my dad's mowing the lawns, mowing oh, the lawn, and, no. and I'm, we're just looking at it. By this time, most of the gasoline is burned off of uh, the charcoal. He spreads it out. And he waits for a little <laughs> bit longer. And then as he's mowing the lawn, he runs out of gas. He pulls up. I ran out of gas. So he pours the thing of gas in there. He's about ready to fill it up. But he has, there's something else he has to do. I don't know what it is. There's something that takes him away from that area. So I got what, a bad feeling about uh, this. And I got to blame my dad for carelessness on his part. <laughs> he, he left that, that measuring cup full of gasoline right oh, there on the no, counter. no, no. And I'm sitting there on the steps, and he's in there doing whatever he's doing. And I see my brother Chris. And in his mind, he, he thought, he told me later, he thought, well, the... The fire had gone out because now it's just all white briquettes. Yeah. There's no more so fire. So he light it he, again. He thinks that it's all out. So I'm watching him picking it up. And he's, he's a little guy, and he's holding it over his head. Oh, going, no. And, he, and he's trying to put it in there, and he's kind of sloshing it a little oh, bit. Oh, and, and, and part of my brain said, I'm watching him. I'm watching him. Is the, is, am I expected at this point to intervene? I don't know. But right, I'm watching him. I'm doing it, he said. And uh, one, of the, one of the little sloshes slipped over. Landed on a briquette. Poof! That scared him. The whole thing caught on fire. Oh, no. And he threw it sideways on the side of our, of our garage. Oh, so now oh. the, the entire side of the garage it's is on, on, it's fire. on fire. Oh, and no. he takes off, and I can see that the three of his little fingers are on fire. Ah! Oh, he takes off running. Brad. I start screaming. I'm screaming. I'm screaming. I get the hose. I'm spraying it. I don't know. This is my first experience with a gas, with with a yeah. gas fire. And I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm flummoxed. I don't know. I'm like, this is magic fire. It's magic fire. It won't go out. My dad comes out. What happened? And he, I, I said, it's not going out. He goes, you need to use dirt. You need to use dirt. 
So I put the hose down, and the ground was just like clay. I'm like, <laughs> I'm scratching my fingernails. I'm trying to get this little teeny pile of, of dirt out of there. And my dad finally comes with a shovel. He, he, he puts it all out. Now, the side of the, the garage is black now, but luckily it didn't burst into flame. Oh, man. He looks at me. I got my finger, fingernails are completely yeah, full of dirt. Your ass now, is mud now, says, right? What happened? Well, Chris, Chris, is, I really start laying the blame. Chris picked up that gasoline thing that you left, and he poured it in the oh, in the barbecue. Yeah, weren't you supposed to watch him? I did. <laughs> I watched you I, do I the did whole watch thing. Him. <laughs> My dad's really upset. I can yeah. tell he's, he feels upset because he left the gas there, and he feels a little bit guilty. And at the same time, he's really furious at me and Chris. So. We go to find Chris. I said, it looked like part of him was on fire. <laughs> oh, no. Now, Dad. Now, now, oh, now he's, he's angry, and he's also now real concerned. We're like, Chris, 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 we're calling all over. We cannot find him. He's not really big enough to get out of the backyard, so that's where the, the whole conundrum is. And then I hear, <laughs> and it's coming from one of the vents that goes underneath the house. Is he laughing I, I, or I, crying? He's crying. Oh, I, I put no. my head down there. <laughs> like, Dad, I found Chris. He had pulled the thing shut. We open it up. You need to come out. No, you're going to kill me. No, <laughs> no you already done that to yourself. Like, you're going to come out. No. So finally, my dad saying, you, you better get out was not helping. So my mom had to come. Bill, let me talk to him. So after a little while, he comes crawling out. He, he looks like he'd been crawling through cobwebs and you know, all the other nasty stuff that's under the house. Holding his little fingers. <laughs> So you see, as, let me ask you this. As, did your mother not only kill you boys, but did she try to kill your dad too? You, you see that I'm not the villain in this though, right? Oh, you, you see yeah. That I, I'm the one they're trying to yeah. somehow help everyone out. Well, you were, but here's what I did think. I thought he was dead. In my, in my mind, I'd already crossed him out of the, out of the index. It was just me and Greg and Eric left. Cause I figured, well, you know, Chris is a dead man. He's absolutely dead. <laughs> so he, he did get what was called a, a very severe talking to, and the three blisters, <laughs> the three blisters on his right hand, were kind of payment. Were, were enough a payment. He cried enough about that, and I, I kind of got a little 